big welcome to you. Welcome to Victory Life Church Online. My name's Craig, and I'm the online campus pastor, and we want to welcome you here for our midweek services. We begin a brand new series entitled Our Proper Response to Christmas, and it's really exciting that we can get together for this month of December and have a look at what is our proper response to this wonderful thing that we celebrate here on the 25th of December. I don't know about you, but when I have a look at my calendar every year and I have a look at how quickly the year seems to roll around, man, time flies. And it's inc incredible to think that here we are already in the month of December and we're already getting ready to celebrate Christmas. I, I hope that your Christmas shopping is going well and that you've got a list of, of people that you would love to bless this Christmas. But it's awesome that we can come together and just discuss for a few moments, for a few weeks, what it looks like to properly respond to Christmas. Christmas really is a celebration of the arrival of Jesus Christ. It's the celebration of His birth here on earth as a, as a heavenly deity. He stepped down from His heavenly realm and came to be amongst us. And He arrived uh, in the form of a baby in the manger. I don't need to go into the Christmas story, but you know that He arrived as a humble baby, and spent his life on earth until his death um, on the cross. Christmas is really the, the once upon a start time. It's the once upon a, a, a time start to the gospel. It's a once upon a time start to the story of salvation. It's, a, it's a, the once upon a time beginning to your salvation. And I know that this time of the year when we come together at Christmas, we really are to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. The birth of Jesus Christ, though, is the beginning of an incredible story. The birth of Jesus Christ is not just the story of a baby in a manger. No, this is a story where it begins in Bethlehem and it, it runs right through an entire life of the Messiah, the, the entire ministry of the Messiah, the entire death story, the resurrection story, and then raised up to the heavens at the right hand of God. This, this thing that we celebrate on 25th of December is not just about the birth of Jesus. No, it's a, an avalanche of a story. Once that baby arrived, there was an unlocking of spiritual events and occurrences. There was a process. There was a whole thing, a whole journey that led up to your salvation. That process, that whole story, yes, we celebrate one part of the story. But by celebrating the start of that story, we are also celebrating the right the way through the story. I don't just celebrate Christmas because of what Jesus meant as a baby in a manger. I celebrate Christmas because that story started and it ends with my salvation raised and seated at the right hand of God. So I don't know about you and you in the audience or perhaps you at home. It, it doesn't matter what you, you're thinking of Christmas. We have to admit that if we celebrate Jesus' arrival, we have to celebrate what Jesus' arrival meant for all time. Because otherwise it would just be another baby arriving in a manger. And we know that Jesus Christ wasn't just another baby arriving in a manger. We know that the impact of his story was much bigger, much huger, and had greater impact on mankind than just another baby. But over time, mankind has added so many things to this event called Christmas. I, I mean, I know we don't celebrate Christmas on the day that Jesus actually was born, 
We've carved out a time when we celebrate that and we celebrate the arrival of Jesus on the 21st of December. But man, have we added so many things to it. I mean, you don't have to, to list the things like the malls and the shopping and the gift giving and the whole commercialization of Christmas to even begin to start the list of the things that man has added to the celebration. Now, as we jump into our proper response to Christmas, this is not a series or a message that's here to bash Santa or, or, to, or to say that, you know, Santa doesn't exist. No, this is simply having a look at what this event meant for our salvation and what it means to respond to this event. I don't want to get into the histrionics of is Santa wrong or right or do we have to have a tree or not? Th that's irrespective. What is respect to what is important is that we need to have the proper response to Jesus. You see, Jesus isn't to be celebrated just on one day. Jesus is to be celebrated every day. Jesus is to be responded to every day. Jesus is to be responded and seen as a wonderful salvation, grace gift to us every single morning. My grace is afresh and anew every single morning says the Lord. You see, if we just cubbyhole the birth of Jesus Christ as the only part of the story that we celebrate, and we add all of these other things into the story, well then we're going to find that we are so far removed from having a proper response to Jesus because we get distracted from what it actually means to celebrate the arrival of Jesus into this world. The series is based on what a daily living response to Jesus should be. What should we be doing if we really appreciate the full story and not just the manger story? What should our heart do when we think of Him leaving His heavenly home and coming to dwell amongst us and presenting the God of love to us in His fullness? We're going to be taking a look over this series of what it means to actively respond to Jesus. Not just gift give, not just tree create, not just decorations, not just a Santa Claus story respond to Jesus. No, we're going to be taking a look at a verse-by-verse -verse discussion from Romans chapter 12 and see what our living daily response should be from for Jesus. In this process of the series. It's been an interesting one for me to put together because what we've been doing is part of our online life group. And if you are looking for an online life group, feel free to click on the banners or the link in the chat room right now. But as part of our online life group, my wife Leanne and I have been uh, journeying with a bunch of you guys, onlineers from around the world. And we've been discussing for the last almost two months now in building up to the series, Romans chapter 12, as a response to living out what Jesus came and did for us. And some of the comments, some of the quotes, in fact, from next week, you're even going to start seeing some of the video uh, messages and stories from these uh, onlineers from around the world as we've discussed Romans chapter 12 in a build-up to the start of this series. And we're going to be introducing some of those stories and comments and messages from around the world as we come together in understanding what our response to Christmas should be. As we begin to journey, where did I get this concept of our proper response from? Well, when we read Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 from the Passion Translation, 
you will see straight away, and for those of you who are with us this morning, today, whenever you're receiving this message, whether you're in the room or whether you're at home, let's read together Romans chapter 12. It doesn't have to be from the Passion Translation for you. I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation because it gives us these words. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? What should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God to be His sacred, living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights His heart, for this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Verse 2 says, Stop imitating the ideals and the opinions of the culture around you but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. Now there's many, many things that, that those first two verses of Romans chapter 12 speaks of. First of all, it sets the theme and says, there is a proper response to God's incredible mercies. The primary mercy that God showed us, or the primary way that He showed us His mercy, that He showed us His love, that He demonstrated His grace, was that He sent His only begotten Son. So when we have a look at this process of responding to God's mercies, we are in fact looking at an understanding of what it means to respond to Jesus Christ. Did you see that the Scripture also brought out the concept of a living, constantly living, surrendered daily to those mercies, to Him. So surely then, this scripture sets us up for a verse-by-verse -verse discussion through the book of Romans chapter 12, and we can see what it means to respond to Jesus Christ. What is the proper response to Jesus Christ? The one comment or the one line that I've highlighted in that scripture, and if you are following in the notes, you'll see my highlight. You can just click on the notes tab and you'll see what I'm referring to. But it says this, it says, a total reformation of how you think. So even though we're going to be taking themes over the next couple of weeks from Romans chapter 12, from verse 1 to 2, for example, next week we're going to have a look at the delights and the power of, of responding to Jesus. In week 3, we're going to take a look at what it means to worship the worship of Jesus and God, as it says there, genuine expression of worship. And number four, week four, we're going to take a look at satisfied, how we will be able to walk out and feel satisfied. If we respond to Christmas in the right way, we will feel satisfied. If we respond to Christmas in the wrong way, in the world's way, we're going to land up with a credit card bill on the 1st of January. You see, when we respond to Jesus correctly, there's not this stress about what's under the Christmas tree. No, when we respond to Jesus correctly every day, we're going to be satisfied. So even though we're going to take a look at those concepts from Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, and unpack them in the rest of the chapter together, we are going to take a look today at the one that can unlock all of our thinking. Because you see, if we change the way we think, we'll know how to behave. If we change our orientation to responding to Jesus and responding to Christmas, not in a religious or a traditional or a rule-based way, but in a free, self-sacrificial, surrendered kind of way, 
well, then we're going to have to change our minds. If we get our minds changed, the rest can become easier. So let's have a look at what it means to change our minds. Now, I don't know about you, but there's an expression that, that my children seem to think is, is a good one. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. They're trying to call me old. Well, I'm not old, but the expression exists. I'm sure you've heard it. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Maybe you, you use the expression, I'm very set in my ways. You see, when we talk about our ways, when we talk about what we do, it, it refers to our thought life. It refers to our minds. We have created, over time, a predefined set of responses, a predefined set of ways we approach things, a predefined set of rules, a set of traditions, a set of processes that we go through. We have a predefined set. Our, our synaptic gaps have been wired in our brains that when X happens, we do Y. When the 1st of December comes along, we put up our Christmas tree. When the gift time comes, we give our gifts on the 25th of December, or maybe you give them on the twenty on Christmas Eve, whatever. You've got a set of thoughts and a set of actions that fundamentally over time, can't teach an old dog new tricks, over time becomes grooved in our brain. It's the same with all of what we do. We've got habits, traditions, and things that we do. And what this scripture is calling us to do is to step away from the traditions of your flesh Step away from the grooves and the orientations that have cut their way into your brain and do it God's way. Respond to Jesus in the way that God expects you to respond to Jesus, not in the way that you have rule-based into your life. We become locked in to this way of responding to things. In fact, some psychologists have defined this um, when we respond in a certain way, even though it's the wrong response, uh, as an impulse control disorder. I can't, I, I have an impulse to respond in a certain way, and that impulse control disorder takes over. And even though I know I shouldn't respond in a certain way, I do so anyway. When somebody comes along and, and attacks me, maybe my impulse control uh, disorder kicks in, and I lie my way out of the situation every single time. Maybe when I'm feeling low in my, in my thought process about who I am, I need to go out and shop, and buy a whole lot of things to make me feel good about myself. All of these things are habits that become in ingrained in our minds. Our response to Jesus is just as vulnerable to those kinds of habits and rules. You think about how you come to church, and whatever church you have been to in the past, you might be thinking, well, when I go to church for many years, I did it this way. And now that you've perhaps changed churches and you're realizing that there's a different approach to doing church together, you might be finding it difficult to get into those new habits and rhythms. You default perhaps to thinking of life as a rule-based process as opposed to a principle Christ-oriented process. And so when we have a look at these rules, even our response to Jesus can become ingrained in our lives. That scripture in Romans chapter 12 and verse 1 to 2, and it speaks about our proper response to Jesus, it says this, it says that we have to give up, we have to sacrifice, we have to surrender our control. We have to surrender our religious rules. We have to put down our natural desires, our natural responses. 
the responses that we have created because they selfishly tickle us. But no, we now have to respond to Jesus in a very particular way. Romans chapter 12 gives us a direction of our proper response to Jesus. We have to change our minds. And to do that, over the next four weeks, we're going to be taking a look in the build-up to Christmas, almost as a response advent. We're going to be taking a look at, okay, as Christmas gets closer, what did Jesus mean for us? And what has God called us to do, wired us to do, made us to do, and respond to Jesus? So as we have a look at this mindset change that we need to make, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 4, comes into play. Now, you might know the scripture, but let's read it together. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 4. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. Hang on, that's very similar terminology to Romans chapter 12, where it says, don't do things the way the world does things. Don't conform to the practices of this um, process that the world has put down. And as I read 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 4, this was one of the scriptures that came up when we were discussing Romans chapter 12 in our online life group. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. The things that God has given us by giving us Jesus, God has given us the ability to break the habits to break the rules, to break the religious response to Jesus, to break our understanding of who we are, to break that wide open and crack down these things that have got a grip in our thinking. Now, I don't know about you, but if any of you out there at home or here in the room have ever broken a habit, you know that a habit that you want to get rid of can hold on to you can, can get, get you in a grip and in a vice. And no matter how much you struggle, like a bow constrictor, that, that habit seems to get tighter and tighter and tighter around you. Our response to Jesus would mean, surely then, if we're having a look at Romans chapter 12 and 2 Corinthians chapter 10, our response to Jesus then, if we are changing our minds, would mean that rules, habits and thoughts that we have had would be broken open so that we can have, as Romans chapter 12 continues, the mind of Jesus and not our minds at play. This divine power that's spoken of in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 is one of the gifts that came from Jesus arriving. The fact that Jesus came and was here on earth when he left we now have power in the name of Jesus. This divine power that 2 Corinthians chapter 10 speaks about is not some kind of shackle that we're going to get into or some prison that we're going to get kept up with. No, it's referring to our thoughts and our minds and our mental response to life and to Jesus. And Jesus is saying that if you respond to me correctly, you will have the power to overcome those thoughts and those strongholds. Strongholds are in the mind. The scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 is talking about thoughts and, and the things of your mind. Romans chapter 12 tells us that we have the power to change our minds if we have the right response to Jesus. 
So response number one is that when we respond to the arrival of Jesus, we have the power to break strongholds. We have the ability to put down old beliefs. We have the understanding to not judge others on rules that we have applied to our own lives. We have the ability to put aside religious beliefs and practices that bind us and others and lose ourselves in power. Not in vulnerability, in power to Jesus and what he did for us. When we have a look at that scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, the power it speaks about is dunamis. It's the explosive power of God. In other words, we have the ability, if we respond to Jesus, to stick a piece of dynamite into our thought life and watch our thought life explode. I don't know about you, but some of those repetitive, judgmental comments and thoughts that buzz around in our heads, they need to be exploded. Some of those dogmatic rules that keep you trapped from free worship. And we're going to discuss worship later on in response to Jesus. But as we, as we have a look at those thoughts that keep you bound, don't you just wish that you could wake up on a Sunday morning and not have to go through the religious rules to worship Jesus, to respond to Jesus, where you could just come to a place where you could be yourself with Jesus and respond to however you need to respond to Jesus? Instead of putting on a certain garment, looking a certain way, being of a certain thing or doing a certain thing in a certain way. Isn't it awesome that we get to respond to Jesus and he gives us the power to blow up the thoughts that make us think that we have to do something to get Jesus. Jesus has already arrived. He's already come. He's already died. He's already been raised to the right hand of God. Nothing you do, no rule you will make, no action you will take will ever, ever make Jesus more or less impressed with you. All he wants is for you to receive the power that he has given you to break the thoughts of the world, to break the thoughts of your flesh, and to respond to him in glorious delightful, awesome worship. That's what he needs you to respond to this Christmas. Satan was the first Grinch of Christmas. Satan wants to steal away the arrival of Jesus into your life. I'm not talking about the arrival of baby Jesus in the manger. No, when we come to Christmas, we don't just celebrate the baby Jesus arriving in the manger. I don't know about you, but I also celebrate the fact that Jesus has arrived in my life that he's arrived in the life of my wife and my children, and that they have responded to him too. And Satan doesn't want that. He wants to steal away Jesus arriving, your personal salvation Christmas. He, he wants to steal away your salvation Christmas. He wants to steal it away so that you don't respond to Jesus, so that you get locked up in the strongholds of the way he wants you to think. He wanted to steal Christmas so you would not be given the mercy of being able to break the thoughts that you wish you could get rid of. The rules that you wish you could put down. The habits that you wish you could break. He doesn't want you to have a Christmas and a proper response to the Christmas in your life because he knows that he can keep you trapped. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, stronghold there is the Greek word okarama, which means a military stronghold or a strong walled prison. He wants you to be locked up. He wants you to get into debates around whether or not Jesus 
was born on the 25th of December or not. And he wants you to get so locked up in theological deliberation that you miss the arrival of Jesus and the salvation that he brings and the power that he gives us. Our enemy, in robbing us of our salvation Christmas, will try and shape your thinking. He will build up one rock, one thought, one rule, one habit at a time, a wall around your heart. Not so that Jesus can't get in, but that you can't properly respond in joy, in worship, and in peace. He'll tell you that you can't trust Jesus. You can't trust people around you, that you won't succeed, that you'll always be broke, that you will never amount to anything. He will remind you of your year after year after year of failed resolutions. He'll try and tell you that God doesn't care about you. He, he will let you know that, that you can't tell anybody about your struggles because they're just going to hurt you and they're going to reject you. He keeps you in the traditions, locked in to the rule-based way of worshiping God, to the rules of religion, to the thought processes that you have to wear something correctly or style yourself in a certain way. Now, I'm not telling that, saying that you can respond to Jesus by dressing in a way that's inappropriate, no. But there are plenty of organizations that as we build up to Christmas even, all of the liturgies start being read out. Now, there's nothing wrong with liturgy. But when it's all that we're doing to respond to Jesus is the rules and the liturgy, there's a major problem with them. You see, when we respond to Jesus, it's in abandonment with power, with peace, with worship, with glory, with a changed mind, with the ability to conquer Satan and all that he wants us to think. It gives us the ability to have the mind of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 continues in verse 5. It says, We demolish arguments and every pretense that sets itself up in our minds against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Jesus Christ. How do we respond to Jesus this Christmas? We take captive any rule-based, habitual-based thought that dwells in our heads and we reject it. And we put it away knowing that it's going to set itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take every captive, every thought, and we make it obedient to Jesus Christ. If you're feeling depressed, you take captive that depressed thought. I'm alone this Christmas. No one loves me. Did you hear what you just said? You just said that the love that Jesus displayed when he came to this earth was not good enough to fulfill you this Christmas. Your response to Jesus this Christmas is to put away the thoughts that Satan would have you think and celebrate what Jesus did upon his arrival here. Change your thinking. Change your life by changing your thinking. For better or worse, the life you have is a reflection of the thoughts you think. For better or worse, you can choose to either have an abandoned, worship-filled life with Jesus or a depressed, rule-based, religious-based entrapment. For better or worse, your life is going to be the sum of your thoughts. So if you change your thinking, Christ is saying you'll change your life. And he came to this earth. He was born of Mary 
and was born in a stable and was born to this world to demonstrate to you that your life could be better, that your life does not have to be devoid of the love of God, that your life does not have to be devoid of a relationship with God. Why is that such a big thing for him? Because a life devoid of God is hell. And he came to declare heaven in your life, not hell in your life. A life devoid of God is something that he stands against. Our response is to fill our lives with God, not with a, a, a loss or a lack of God. Our life and our response is the sum of our thoughts. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. If your life, therefore, is moving towards Jesus, it means that your mind is responding and dwelling on Jesus. Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 7 says this, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. If you think you can't, you probably won't. If you think you can, you probably will. If you dwell on the problems, those problems will overwhelm you. If you look for some solutions, you might find some, but you won't find them all. If you feel like a victim, you'll become one. If you believe that you can overcome with Jesus, you can. Most of life's battles are won or lost in the mind. The mind, according to Joyce Meyer, is a battlefield between God's truth to you and Satan's lies about you. This Christmas, we respond with God's truth to us. Jesus, the truth arriving to save us from the lies that Satan tells about you. How do we do this? How do we respond this Christmas by demonstrating a changed mind? Well, if you're normally going to Christmas worried, you're going to be thinking about children, future, money, job, health. But if you change your mind, you're going to be going into this Christmas secure in God's promises. You're going to do what you can, but you're going to trust in God and you're going to be full of peace. If you're normally going to Christmas at this time of the year, very negative and grumpy because the shops are full and everybody's busy and the kids are all around you and everybody's making a noise and you're very negative, you're going to find fault with people. You're going to be critical about them. You're going to be discontented. You're going to be hard. And here's the thing, you're going to be busy. But if you change your mind and you see positive as your response to Jesus, well, then you're going to believe the best in people. You're going to fill the gap with, not with suspicion, but with trust. You're going to see that life is good. You're going to have an optimistic look towards the future if you change your mind and respond to Jesus. If your mind is usually consumed with this life, well, then material possessions are going to become important to you. If, if you are a person that likes people liking you, you're going to find yourself very consumed by the things that you have to do to get their liking of you, their approval of you. But if you understand that you're making an eternal difference, that you're going to give gifts because you give them and God will bless a giving heart, that you're going to reach people, that your job is not an employment but a calling, you're going to find yourself changing your mind and responding to Jesus. If you're a religious rule-based person and the very fact that we've used Santa Claus in the artwork for the series offends you because rule-based says that Santa doesn't exist and he's no part of the Jesus story, well, you are partially right, 
But the fact is that you've made a rule out of something. That means that you're trying to do deeds to bring about pleasure to God. God is already pleased with you. He doesn't have to see you do something to be pleased about you and to be pleased with you. You're trying to earn God's attention by following a rule-based process. And God does not need you to grab his attention. You've already got it. But if you change your mind, and instead of having religious rules that govern you, but grace and truth is filling you, well, then you're going to live by righteous principles and develop a personal relationship with God through Jesus who arrived and we celebrate this Christmas. The ability to change our minds is a mercy given to us through Jesus Christ. This Christmas, celebrate the fact that you don't have to be trapped by the way you've always thought. Celebrate the fact that you have been given the ability through the power of Jesus Christ to break open strongholds in your mind and change your mind. Wow, I can't tell you how excited I am about the fact that I don't always have to think the way I've always thought. I can have new thoughts. I can have new imaginations. I can have new dreams. I can express things in different ways. I don't always have to think that what my father told me about me many years ago will govern my life for the rest of my life. No, I've been liberated from my circumstance. I have been broken free from the strongholds of my mind. And I respond to Jesus by giving him my mind, by giving him my thoughts, by submitting them to Jesus. This ability to change our mind is a mercy that he gave us because otherwise we'd always be trapped, frustrated, bound, and negative. No, we respond to Jesus by changing our minds. Mercifully, he gave us the way out of breaking strongholds. Our response to that is to go about our business of changing our minds and orientating our life daily to Jesus. When he arrives in your life, that is your salvation Christmas. Celebrate that. Don't bind yourself and your family up in rules and regulations, trying to get his attention and get his a granted message of pleasure from him. No, we have his pleasure already. Our response as we change our minds is that we are no longer captives to our thought life. Jesus himself, by quoting Isaiah in the book of Luke, just after he came out of conquering Satan and the thoughts that Satan was trying to place in his mind, he came away and said, I have come to set the captives free. He wasn't talking about physical prisoners. No, he was talking about us as prisoners to our thought life. That we're never going to be good enough. That we're always going to be under the law, whipped to a law, whipped to a rule. No, he's asking us today to respond to him this Christmas with the joy, with the peace, and with the wonder that when our first Christmas was experienced with him, we all felt, we all had in our mind. Take away the veils, take away the lenses, take away the rules, take away all of the things. And as we see the arrival of Jesus Christ into our lives, we realize that we have the power to change the way we think about ourselves, about others. We can lose judgment. We can get rid of that whole negative approach to a deed-based relationship with Jesus. 
can wander into his heavenly throne room and be embraced by him, be loved by him, just as we are. He is well pleased with you, and he has given you the power this Christmas to change the way you think. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you that we have been given a mercy through the arrival of Jesus Christ into this world we can break strongholds through the way we think. You have given us a model through Jesus Christ that we can use to change our minds, reorientate ourselves towards Jesus. Thank you for our salvation Christmas. Thank you for the arrival of Jesus into our individual lives. Heavenly Father, you unlocked a relationship with you, with us, through that Jesus Christ event. Father, thank you. that We get to celebrate our salvation this Christmas. We get to celebrate the whole story and not just the story that we've made up in our own minds. You have given us the power to be liberated, to be free, and to embrace you just the way you are. And we pray that you continue to work in us through this series in understanding our proper response to the glorious gift of Jesus Christ to us. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you have done Thank you, Holy Spirit, for continually guiding us back to Jesus. We love you, and we wish to say to you every day, Merry Christmas. And we pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, if this is the very first time you've joined us here at Victory Life Church Online or something happened in the message today that you didn't realize, that affected you deeply, that made a change in your heart, you've, you've really been trapped by some thoughts, some addictions, I want to say to you today that whatever those thoughts and addictions are, the arrival of Jesus Christ into your life has given you the power to break those strongholds. We would love, love, love to journey with you and give you as much resource, as much material, as much support, as much prayer as we possibly can as you go on the journey of changing your mind and breaking strongholds in your life so that you can be free. You can worship God with abandonment, without rules, regulations, and negative thoughts in your life. If you would love us to come alongside you, if you'd like to be part of a community of people that just really wants to see freedom and being broken free from these strongholds and addictions, please go ahead right now and just say something in the chat room. Click on the banner. Click on the link. We'd love to connect with you and make sure that you can be a part of a group of people that are free from the thoughts of Satan and are responding properly to Jesus Christ. If this is the first time that you've said, yes, I want to respond to Jesus. I want to start acting on all the things I know about him. You might not know a whole lot about him, but you know enough to know that your life needs to respond to him. If that is you, please go ahead. There's a banner that says, I raise my hand. And you can grab that banner, click on that banner, click on the link, and we'll be able to reach out to you. We want to welcome you into a new way of thinking, a thought process that says you don't have to do to get. The world will have you do to get. But Jesus just wants to give. He wants to give you a new life, a new mind, a new way of thinking. And we'd love to join with you. As you click on that banner right now on the, on the, in, the, in the link below or in the link in the chat room, we'd love to be able to get with you. Welcome to all of you who raised your hands and are responding to Jesus. Maybe it's not for the first time, but maybe for a, another time. Maybe for a time that you're looking back on saying, yes, I've lost my response to Jesus. I've lost my desire to respond to him in abandonment. Well, if that's you, why don't you go ahead and click on the, on the banner as well. We'd love to reach out to you and give you as many resources as we possibly can to journey with you into this wonderful, wonderful thought life of being free with Jesus.
Thank you so very much for joining us here at Victory Life Church Online. We look forward to journeying with you through this weekend's message and into the next week's message as we continue the process of our proper response to Christmas. You be blessed. 